Hey, it's Clay, and first off, assuming you're watching this on November 22nd, a very, very happy Thanksgiving to you. This is probably one of the most favorite holidays uh, that I have, and I just like it because a lot of times people kind of lose track of things, people lose perspective, and I'm talking to myself when I say this too. And when you actually just stop, kind of remove yourself from the situation and kind of get maybe outside the box, if you will, and look into it, we are in a pretty darn good box as far as the United States, which I, I think most listeners are, are from. And given that Thanksgiving is a United States holiday, that is the reference point that I am referring to. And I wanna just quickly kind of go over the box that we are actually in. So I am removing myself from the box and I'm probably more guilty than that than anybody. I mean, I have a podcast here where I, I complain about a lot of stuff. I rant about a lot of stuff, right? So I mean, if anybody is should be kind of standing up, waving their hand when um, guilt is needed to be admitted, you know, I am standing up, waving my hand right now, and I want to pull myself away from the box and just kind of look into the picture of things as far as how good we really have it in the United States. And I'm not trying to get sappy. I'm not trying to do anything like that, but just trying to keep things in perspective that we really do have a lot to be thankful for. And I don't plan on this lasting too long. Just want to kind of quickly go over one of the things that I am definitely grateful for in the sense of something that I probably do complain a lot about. And that is just, you know, the government as a whole and the country as a whole, because yeah, there's lots of pitfalls. Nothing is perfect. Everything can probably always be improved, but things are overall, uh, they're going very, very well. So I found this article and it's just simply titled how, how Rich the U.S. is Compared to the Rest of the World Visualized. And then they have a graphic here, which I will just explain to you here. But And this is from uh, July 12th of 2018. So just, uh, you know, five months ago and relative information here. So as it starts off, the U.S. is often called the richest country in the world. But how rich is it really? A new infographic from How Much, spotted by Dig, explores the average household income across 36 countries in the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, the OECD. As you can see in the graphic below, the U.S. on average, quite rich compared to the most other countries. So the way it's basically you have a bunch of flags and you have bubbles and depending on the size of the bubble that equates to you know the the wealth that each country has. So the infographic explores finances on two levels. The size of each bubble corresponds I guess I just probably should have just kept reading the article. The size of each bubble co corresponds to household wealth. In other words, assets minus debts. So what you own versus what you owe. That means it takes into account savings, stocks, and other financial assets, as well as loans. It doesn't, so it does not include property holdings due to the lack of data. So it doesn't encompass the big boost of wealth that comes from, say, owning a penthouse overlooking Central Park in New York City. So that's good because that could definitely create some outliers when you have you know, certain people if they have real estate holdings that are uh, just epically uh, valuable. So that's actually, I, I would probably argue that's a good piece of data that's been left out. So then it says, as you can see, the U.S.'s bubble is pretty big outlier in, in the good way for us. It's an, when you're an outlier in the good way, hey, I, 
That, that's not really an outlier situation to be complaining about. On average, U.S. families have a net worth of $176,000 compared to just $128,400 in the second wealthiest country on the map, Switzerland. So, I mean, when you stop and think about, wow, we're beating the, the next richest country by like 50,000, give or take a little bit, uh, 48,000 maybe if my math is right there, right around, let's just call it 50. So we live in a country, remember, we're all pulling ourselves out of the box because we all have opinions. These opinions are filled with complaints, me included. But if the box that we're living in and kind of complaining about is the richest and the second richest is, you know, we're beating them by $50,000, wow. I think we live in a pretty good, solid country. I think that's something that, dare I say, it makes rational, logical sense to be thankful for. So to go on with the article, the colors of the bubbles correspond. So yeah, each bubble has different colors. So the colors of bubbles correspond to household net adjusted disposable income as the OCD refers to it, which has to do with the money you bring in each year rather than what you own. That takes into account salary, income from things like stock dividends and rental property and government holdings like social security, unemployment, food stamps or housing subsidiaries. It also takes into account what each household pays in taxes, providing a snapshot of the take-home pay people actually have available to spend rather than their pre-tax salary. So this is more so uh, the more practical number because in a nutshell, this is money like it says that people, and I love that word, actually have available to spend. So this is you know kind of a, a key level, a key number as it you know definitely is the number that becomes practical in the sense of, like I said, the money that... Because, you know, you have a salary, but then how much of that salary can you actually go out and spend after, you know, everybody else kind of gets their slice and all that? Well, that's where these numbers come into play. The U.S. has a rel- the US has relatively high salaries at $44,000 a year, That the top of the scale in disposable income. So once again, we're at the top of the scale in disposable income. Only Switzerland... Luxembourg and Norway had disposable income levels greater than 35,000. Whew, that's crazy. So again, the, all the other ones, we are still well ahead of them by quite a bit. Mexico falls at the bottom of the scale with average adjusted disposable income, so money that you can actually spend of less than $15,000. Most of Western Europe falls within the $25,000 to $30,000 range, while income in Eastern Europe, Israel, South Korea, and New Zealand is a little lower. There could be a lot going on behind the data though. The US has an increasingly stratified economic system, something else to be grateful for. So while the average seems fairly high, that's probably because the few billionaires among us are skewing the numbers. Uh, I don't know if I quite agree with that because other countries have billionaires too. Uh, But even if it is skewed, okay, let's say we're only beating the, the next uh, country by, let's just say, cut it in half. We were beating Switzerland by 50,000, but okay, fine. I'll, I'll concede that maybe billionaires are, are you know, screwing up with the data. Okay, now we're only beating Switzerland by $25,000. Still, $25,000, not too bad at all. And that's, you know, I think that that's with me making a pretty big assumption. The article goes on to say, the U.S. also doesn't have the social safety net offered by governments in much of the rest of the world. Meaning that while we have relatively high salaries and pay lower taxes in some cases, we have to pay for things like healthcare and retirement on our own. 
And that's another thing I am very, very grateful for. I would prefer personal responsibility for money that I've earned. I would prefer to be in charge, which I am. I pay my own healthcare and I am you know, fully you know, saving, planning for retirement. And I, I do appreciate another thing. I am thankful for that the government gives you abilities such as IRAs and, and tax-friendly accounts. They, so they provide a structure, say, hey, we're gonna offer you these tools to, to help you retire efficiently. That's, I'm, I'm grateful for that, thank you. I, I appreciate you offering me tools. What I don't appreciate and what I'm thankful for is that you're not forcing me to have to save for retirement in a certain way. You're giving me freedom in that re regard and I am very, very grateful for that. You're not, well, I mean, I guess they are still kind of pillaging with the whole social security, but I won't go down that rabbit hole. But in a general sense, yeah, we do have to pay for retirement on our own. And I am grateful for that. I like personal responsibility. I believe that I am going to be the most efficient with my money. I don't believe that somebody else is gonna be more efficient than I am because, well, I have my best interest at heart. So yeah, I'm very thankful that I have retirement in my own hands. And healthcare, you have to pay for healthcare. That's fine. But let's kind of, remember, let's go back to these, the, the overall premise. I don't, I don't agree with this part at all where they say, but, you know, we have to pay for healthcare. Yeah, but how much are we crushing these other countries by? More than what a healthcare per year is going to cost. A healthcare policy is not gonna be costing you, again, and we'll go with the $25,000 number. Remember, really, it's like up at 50. But if it's on average 50,000, and you know, the uh, remember the, the actual money that you can spend on things is at 44,000 compared to all the other ones, the high, you know, are, are greater than 35,000. So even on that scale, we're still beating these other countries. You can still pay for that other stuff. You can still pay for retirement with the money that you make. So sure, we, you, don't, you have to worry about paying for other things, but you have even more money. And the more money is still in our favor as you know, consumers, as citizens. Why is that the case? Well, because we are more efficient. And that is why when you hand power, when you hand certain uh, authorities over to others, things just get more inefficient. In fact, the last episode I did, I talk all about the inefficiencies. So I'm not gonna rant and rave on that again, but I am definitely very, very thankful. I am very, very grateful that, I mean, I definitely could, you know, I, I would say that I wish the government would give more freedoms uh, in terms of, you know, regulation and all that. But, you know, as I reflect, hey, you know, it could be, it could be, you know, much more people tying my hands and saying, this is how you have to do something and then you have to use your money like this. And we're gonna actually, in this case, we're gonna take even more of your money because we know better than you. We know better how to you know, do this, that, or the other with your money. So we're just gonna take more of it and we'll take care of it for you. No, 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 I'll take care of it myself. Now I realize if you're not a huge fan of personal responsibility, if you're not a huge fan of being disciplined, if you're not a huge fan of um, you know, just having, wanting to do something yourself, then yeah, you probably, I don't know, would you? I just find it hard to believe why people are okay with um, people coming in, taking their money with the premise of, yeah, we're gonna take that money because we, we, we know what to do with it better than you do. Now, that just doesn't sit well for me, but I am thankful that for the most part, you know, we have a relatively free system here where we are uh, able to, to do as we please with the money that we've earned. 
So the, like I said, as the infographic shows, United States, $176,000 um, compared to, like I said, uh, Switzerland, Canada. I'm just kind of looking at countries that are 85.8 thousand. Um, Japan's actually pretty high up there, 97.6. What's it, where's a small, a, a small one? Lativa, 17.1. I can't even see that. Uh, oh, that's Mexico down there. Yeah, Mexico. And what is that country? Can, yeah, there's some, let me just put it that way. There are some very small bubbles compared to the United States. So before you go and start, and I realize maybe I contradict myself. I, you know, I, I don't want to complain. I, I just wanted to be thankful. And I realized I did kind of complain. But still, even as is right now, could things be better? Absolutely. But things are going pretty darn well. And when you are noted as an outlier in the big bubble direction, I, I, I like being in that bubble. I like being in a system that allows people that want to get out there and make something happen, it can happen. I realize there are people struggling. There are people in rough situations. But, I mean, there, there's things you can do. You look at unemployment rates. You look at, I mean, just past podcasts. Well, you know, I'm unemployed. What am I supposed to do? Learn a trade. People will pay you to learn a trade. So you can get paid to learn a skill that will then pay you, and there's huge job demand. So there's always... You know, our system, this country, the box that we live in, there's a lot of opportunity in the box. Now, I'm not saying that the opportunity is always going to be easy. I'm not saying that the opportunity won't require you to, to cause this wet substance to form on your, on your body known as sweat. I'm not saying that's the case, but it's quite hard to argue right now about all the opportunity that does exist for those that want to get out there and make it happen. And you can make it happen. I've talked with several guests now in the past that have made it happen, are making it happen. Um, you know, Z, off the top of my head, the, who uh, was uh, a few weeks ago, he's, uh, he came over from, uh, you know, a, another country, and he was working 100-hour weeks at first. And as he said in that interview, um, there was times where it was just rough, and it was, it, it, was, it was not a pleasant experience. But you know what? The opportunity was there. Not, not necessarily an easy opportunity, but it was there and he pushed through it and made it happen. And that's the box we live in. If you're willing to get out there, break a sweat and just show up on time, listen to people, do what they say, show up on time, you know, you can get quite a, you can get, you can get far in life. And you may be thinking, that's kind of setting the bar kind of low. You, I mean, just being willing to show up on time and keep your mouth shut and listen and then do what you're told, really? That's, that's the bar required? Hey, that's the box we live in. I'd say that's a pretty good box and something to be thankful for. So I am definitely thankful for our country and the systems in place and just the overall idea, the overall um, structure where if you seek to grow, if you seek to improve, it can be done. Maybe not easily, but it can be done. And for that, I am very thankful for that. Still, for the most part, uh, personal responsibility is at the forefront of uh, the system and structure. And I, I enjoy that. And once again, I am thankful for it. So thank, thank you, United States. Thank you uh, to, you know, just really everything that's gone into this. And, uh, you know, I appreciate it. And I am thankful for it. So I wish you all the best if you happen to be listening to this on Thanksgiving. I, I hope I hope you're spending time with friends, family, or whatever you whatever you do. But uh, yeah, 
Take some time, think about some of the things that you're grateful for, you're thankful for. Because as Americans, when you look at the numbers, when you really just step outside of the box, our box compared to many other countries' boxes is pretty darn good. Thank you so much for hanging out and listening. Before I go, I wanna just make your attention to a few things. First off, if you enjoyed the show, then make sure to help us out in the iTunes, especially if you could leave us a rating. That goes a long way and just assists me in getting the word out there, and I genuinely would appreciate it. Second, if you find yourself either in debt or just feeling like your, your personal finances are kind of out of control or could be much more efficient, then I would encourage you to go to moneywithclay.com and check out the Slab Money Method. That is the course that I put together as a former process engineer that outlined every single step, step by step by step with documentation, with forms to fill out, that'll put you on the path, the exact path I used to pay off $163,000 of debt and get myself to the point where not only am I debt free, but I am now able to build wealth and build wealth in an efficient uh, manner. So if you're curious and interested in that, again, moneywithclay.com and that is the slab money method. And no, this is not all some massive sales pitch when I say that it works, it truly does. And I back that up with more than words. My action behind those words is that course comes with a one year money back guarantee. So if you try it out and you're not making any progress, you're not seeing any progress, then I will refund you the cost of the course, which is very minimal to begin with. And then finally, make sure to check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, just look up for Money With Clay and you will see us there. Again, thanks for hanging out. I'll see you back next episode.